This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. With us, our good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? Great. All right. So I saw this article yesterday, and it has many, many areas where it interests me. So that's how this show works. Yes. Uh, it interests me. We talk about it. It's from the Journal Gazette, and it's entitled GOP Opens Bidding for 18-State Confab. And basically what this article is saying is that the Indiana Republican Party is going to seek bids from cities to host its biannual state convention. Wow. That's exciting. That is exciting. So we think about this on a national level. Uh, every four years, mm -hmm. you see... Uh, the big cities bid for the National Democrat and Republican conventions. But I've got to admit, it never even dawned on me that the state party might want to sell their state convention. Yeah. So this is, I guess this is a response. Um, <clears throat> four years ago, back in 2014, it started with the Democratic Party. They moved their state convention um, to Fort Wayne. And in suing response to that, the Republicans felt like they needed to do the same thing. And so that was the first time that, that both of those parties in recent times. Um, of course, they did it in earlier times when the state capital wasn't even in Indianapolis, that they had their conventions outside of Indianapolis. But in recent modern times, it's all been in Indianapolis. Okay, so we were both there. Yes, we were. Yes. We were delegates. Yes, we were. VIPs. Yep. Very important. Um, 
Tell us what goes on at the at the state conventions. Yeah, so what happens is w- what they do is you have a group of delegates, and then what happens, um, unlike the the what the state conventions, what they do is there is a nominating process. So in this particular, like in 2018, come up. Um, so like for the Republicans, they will nominate who will represent the party. Will be the the Secretary of State, the State Auditor, and the State Treasurer will be selected. So there will not be the regular primary contest. For governor, um, that person is selected in an open primary process, as is the U.S. Senator. But in the state offices, they are selected by primary or or by delegates, which are selected in our cases in Hendricks County. um, They're selected by basically school boards. So you vote in the primary to select a delegate, and then the delegate is then voted on votes to select who the party nominee is. Right. So every other year, you'll see 10,000 names at the bottom of your primary ballot, and you uh, vote for those people. Oftentimes, most people don't even make it that far in their Mm -hmm. ballot, but the top vote-getters will then get to be delegates, and every county can select their delegates however they want, but in Hendricks County, we, as you said, Scott, do them by school corporations. Right. So Brownsburg gets X amount of delegates based on, I think it was 14 or something like that. Correct. Uh, Danville gets X amount. Avon gets X amount. Washington Township gets yeah. X amount. Uh, no, wait, it's Avon because it's done by school district. So, um, so anyway, and then all those people go to this convention and they vote for whoever they want to be Secretary of State, uh, State Treasurer, and state, it'll be State Auditor. Those will be the, your big three. Correct, and and that is based upon um, proportional population of who voted for. It's kind of a, a an interesting pro- process. Um, it's actually they look at who voted for the Secretary of State within that party. So for the Republicans, we look to see how many Republicans voted for the Secretary of State from the counties, and then it's given by proportional votes to that county. So that's how the numbers. So I think there were like fifty three or fifty eight delegates that were given. I think 53 uh, delegates were given to Hendricks County. And and we're one of the top counties in the state in terms because we're one of the most Republican counties. So uh, the advantage of this becomes that when these candidates for this public office uh, begin to campaign. They spend a lot of time here because we have right. so many, so many delegates. Yeah. So what what happens in the internal circles? Hendricks County is referred to as an anchor county, meaning you have a lot of votes. So think of like New York or California. That's a lot of um, delegate votes that Trump would want or Hillary wanted in the last election because that's the that's the big you know voting thing. So it's the same thing for Hendricks, Marion, you know, or for or Lafayette, you know, Tippecanoe County, these are Hendri- or Hamilton, you know, these are where the major votes getting um, populations are for people to pull out those votes. Again, uh, Program Central Indiana Today, I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong talking about the announcement from the Indiana GOP that they're going to solicit bids for their state convention next year. Now, as you said, Scott, uh, normally this thing is in Indianapolis mm-hmm. because that's the center of the state. Yes. They did have it in Fort Wayne in 2014. We were both there. I thought that was a terrible idea because you're sticking it in the far northeast corner of the state, and that made it a five-and-a-half, six-hour drive from somebody from Evansville. 
Yeah, and you know that that has that had an impact in 2014 because immediately what happens is a lot of people are driving and now they're having to pay for an overnight hotel stay, and a lot of us, you know, and myself intruded, um, that was the first time we became delegates, and we had at that time Michael Bryan was the Hendricks County Republican Chair. He came out and said, "Hey, we're looking for people to be delegates because a lot of people are not willing to go and spend the extra added." expense because it's your expense you have to spend the night and we're looking for people we don't think we got enough people to be delegates please sign up scott and other people well and you if you'll remember the hotel we stayed at or well yes. you guys stayed yep. at i bummed a room off somebody because <laughs> i was i was like john candy in planes trains and automobiles <laughs> That's right but uh the the uh, official, for lack of a better term, do air quotes here, the official Hendricks County GOP hotel was several miles yes from the it was so y'all had to take a bus yes we did and um that just seemed like a terrible idea to me. Um, Indianapolis, not obviously we are homering for Indianapolis because it's, it's easy for us. But anywhere you go, it's the center part of the state. It's a two and a half hour drive mm-hmm. at most, which again could be done in a day for any person that chooses to right. be there. Yeah. Now, but if you're from Evansville, my gosh, you got a long trip that, that comes up there. And there was in the halls up there a lot of complaining. And so there were some people that the normal delegates. So, but on the other hand, there were some opportunists that said, hey, some normal people that would have been delegates didn't. So it gave some people that were in what you might say Tea Party affiliates signed up to be delegates and gave them a chance to vote to, you know, skew the elections in their favor that they normally might not have had. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this. Why is the GOP doing this? What is their end game here? Talk about what actually happens at the state convention. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. 
Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. Thanks for joining us. Talking today about this article in the Journal Gazette that the Indiana Republican Party is going to do something they haven't before, which is essentially seek bids from cities across the state to host their state party convention in 2018. Now, this seems like a terrible idea to me, and let me say this and then I'll turn it over to Scott. I get why the big parties mm-hmm. do this. I mean, anybody who's a national delegate, usually very well off, yes. uh, usually very into party politics. It's a week-long party for these oh, yes. people. So I understand, hey, when you're pitching it to, I think it was Cleveland this mm-hmm. past time, why you would say, how much are you going to pony up Cleveland to have the national convention? This, on the other hand, seems like a terrible idea to me because you have a lot of average people who want to go, they want to serve their party, they want to have public service, and you may, if you stick it in a Fort Wayne or Evansville again, price people out of being able to do that. What say you? Yeah, um, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit advocate here. Um, I think that it is a good thing. It, it it puts the balance of power, moves it away from Indianapolis. It puts it into a local area of the state. And right now what happens is there's a lot of in, Indianapolis-centric, meaning everything is kind of focused on Indianapolis. When you go to the Fort Wayne, not that you're looking at the tin cans or the tin cups up there, Um things what happens is it focuses on a regional area so i think this is good i think that there's a little bit of additional cost it forces some different people out there um, it's actually good for the community um, for the convention and visitors bureau um, it gives a chance to shine on a local community and stuff um, it's obviously only going to be done in the off years it's probably not going to be done on the major years of the governor's race and things yeah we wouldn't want to inconvenience him right no we don't want to inconvenience. Me, that's fine yes the governor that's, no way that's exactly Exactly right. So it probably will shift up who will be the delegates because some people would come to Indianapolis would not come here. Um, I think reality is it's not going to be really open to all of the cities. It's probably going to only be open to major cities. I mean, probably Evansville, Lafayette, possibly Maryville, areas that have probably a major college town, um, Terre Haute, Indiana State, um, Evansville, the Salukis, you know, I mean, the Aces, you know, some place of a college town that already has a place. 
IU possibly would be a place that could host it, some place that has the infrastructure that could support it. Um, otherwise, it's probably not going to go too far, but it could be a little bit of an economic bonus to a local community. They estimate 2,000 people will attend, yep. and so when you think about it in that perspective, anytime there's a convention with 2,000 people, yeah. these cities and towns are very interested in, in bringing those people. Now, for the record, it's not just a one-day event, it's a two-day event, and yep. Friday night is always considered the, the party night. Yep. So that's where the economic de- development of the community yeah. might happen. So you could have a somebody like a Henry Lee Summer could have a concert. Um, you're going to have food. You're going to have buses. Strong's buying beers in. for everybody. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know, a round of beer for everybody. You know, And so you could really have something, whether it's a baseball game. I don't know what they'll do, but there will be something that will be there. Some type of mainline speaker. You know, Mike Huckabee comes in, a convention center. So they can really have something there that could be a nice boom to the community. Now, I no longer have to participate in this as a delegate. I did my one, and you know how I am about yep. public service, one and done, and yep. move on. Now I'm a member of the press. I much more enjoyed going to the one last year as a member of the media because I didn't have to deal with uh, candidates sucking up to me and pretending <laughs> to be nice to me. I just got to go drink for free yes. and move on down the road. You've been a delegate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot involved with being a delegate. you gotta got to deal with a lot of BS. Yes. So, you know, basically what happens is if there's a contested race of candidates um, that are running, so if a couple people are running for Secretary of State, they're reaching out to you. There's all these little um, kind of at the events, hospitality rooms where they're serving pizza, they're handing out shirts, they're encouraging you to come, everybody's shaking your hands, everybody's your friends, everybody's wanting you to vote for them. Um, Usually there might be something of a platform to be... um, ratified so sometimes there's a marriage amendment or a non-marriage amendment that's put there um, some type of platform issue there that the media like you guys like to really get about right. and talk about so we create the drama keep yes the drama that's there so usually it's it's a hug fest that comes together and celebrates the thing and it's the same on the Republican side as the Democratic side so um, for the general it's a it's a good networking time to get together to meet people and to rebalance and get the party back together. All right, the average person, again, Rob Kendall, Scott Strong, talking about the GOP planning to bid out their 2018 state convention. Take us through what that means, the bid. What 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 happens? What are they looking for? Yeah, so basically, this is probably going to, you know, probably the local county chairman in a party is going to get together with the local um, convention and visitors bureau within their county. So let's just say Hendricks County says, hey, we want to put together something here in Hendricks County, and let's bring it to Hendricks County. So our local um, Hendricks County chairman would go to the convention bureaus in Hendricks County and say, number one, do we have a roughly 1,700 to 2,000 hotel rooms in an area that we could support it? And do we have a facility of 2,000 people that we could host a dinner, that everybody could come together? And so, number one, you'd look to see, do we have the facility that could host it? Um, do, could we provide the food? Could people easily get in and out? Do we have ease of access in and out and then second of all do we have something not only a convention area where people could congregate do we have something that we could bring in a special event a host 
Um, so, you know, we want to see that we have the facilities and the place that could host it and do it. Could we host a special event? Is there, and then also what we want to do is do we have something um, that we could um, offer to people to come? So do we have a special attraction? You know, we, you know, one of the areas that, you know, we'd look at is... Like you and me on stage doing yeah, a comedy routine. Doing a comedy routine, right. you know, or something that we could take it to somebody to. You know, we'd want to say, hey, do we have a special event we could run people over to? You know, can we put a bus and run them down to the Indianapolis 500 to give them a tour of that in the afternoon someday? Uh, is the risk with this? Because let's say let's say when the uh, National Party does their convention, they know 20 cities are going to bid on this thing. Yes. Because there's actual, you know, thousands and thousands of people coming to this thing. You're filling an arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, it's a week-long thing. National media is here. So they know they're going to get the bids. Right. Does the risk become... If only three cities go, yeah, we want to we want to mess around with this. Uh, is that what they? Is that the risk that they run? This could be an embarrassment for them. Um, I don't think so. Um, basically, it's a little bit different on the national scene. Basically, they are looking to the national scene of is a. Their focus, Cleveland, They folk, it went to Cleveland in Ohio because Ohio was a battleground state. There would be huge press, and all that extra press and all those things and might, might have helped flip Ohio towards Trump. Just like Pennsylvania, they were hoping that would, you know, they, would t- they usually, you're never going to see a national convention in a state that's not in a key battleground state. I mean, let's face it, I'm sorry to say, Indianapolis, Indiana is probably never going going to get a national convention because we're not really a battleground state. If we become a battleground state, it may come here. Um, so the, the case in Indiana... So you hear that, you Democrats, you better get your act together to make this a <laughs> battleground state so we can get a national convention. Come that's, on, let's That's go. exactly right. So hopefully um, in, in the future, what we'll see is some things coming down the pipeline in being able to do... That's s- the state convention right there calling yeah, you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. They're calling. Calling is in right now. They're already, they're already here. So Okay, so when they bid, when the city bids, do they offer the state party money? Like, what do they offer? What do they say? Here's our bid. Yeah, so when when they come, you know, the state party usually comes and says they have to pony up something in, inv- in not necessarily investors, but in sponsorships and people saying um, we're able to put a, a you know, it's kind of like the Super Bowl bid. When they come here, we have this, we have these improvements, we have we have something on the table as lucrative to get you to come here and something that's good. And so we've just built something that's unique something that is kind of we have an enticement you know kind of like a tax abatement just like a is this a ploy to get Merritt and the Marion County GOP to give them money let's face it it, no matter where you put it it's not going to be Indianapolis no matter where you put it Evansville Fort Wayne they're all great cities Lafayette they're not putting it in Bloomington because that's a Democrat stronghold but wherever they put it it's not Indianapolis. You do, no city's going to have to offer what Indianapolis has. They probably want to have it here. It's in the center of the city. This is a ploy to get merit and those guys to say, hey, here's 50 bucks. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting to see what is there. I think it's probably one of these things to say, hey, it's here. The, the default thing is if nobody wants it, it falls back to Indianapolis. I think it's a very safe ploy. It's it's something to say, hey, it's here. Um, it, we're, we're trying to be inclusive. We're trying to take it out there. If nobody takes it, it falls back to Indianapolis. It's very safe. It's very easy to come back here. So it's probably a no 
no-lose situation for the party for them to come back to Indianapolis if it doesn't work in any place else. But if somebody takes it up, hey, let's give it a try. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, new numbers out on the vice president, former Governor Mike Pence. They're not good. I'll tell you about it next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. Thanks for joining us. Okay, Scott, new poll out on the vice president, Mike Pence. He was just at the Indy 500. Mm -hmm. And according to this poll, maybe he should spend more time uh, campaigning and less time being at the Indy 500. Uh, Fox News poll registered voters nationwide showed Vice President Mike Pence is losing his luster with voters. Is coming uh, also to us from the uh, Journal Gazette. His ratings declined in the last month from 50% of voters approving of his job down to 42%. Disapproval up 10 points to 43%. Now, unless you're Dick Cheney, yes. nobody normally cares about the Vice President. And I don't put a lot of stock in polls, although Fox News would tend to be a poll where you would say probably not going to be biased against the Republican, so maybe some stock in that. Why are people turning against Mike Pence? This is an interesting poll. It's What's only he done? Well, and the question is, what has he not done? I mean, it's 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 an interesting thing because generally it's only in modern times here in the last you know 10 or 15 years that we've started to do these polls on vice presidents usually the vice president has a good number if the president has bad numbers usually the vice president has good numbers you yeah, know it's like the wife yeah the ex- wife usually even when bush or obama were doing bad the wives were still very well liked. Exactly. So um, this is interesting to see that this is out here. All I can say is this really is association with Trump. Um, the one thing that's been con- consistent in the news media is the news media has been totally decimating everybody in the Trump administration. Nobody is coming out well there. So I would say that this is probably just indicative of the negative news cycle that has been across all of the Trump administration. You, there has been no honeymoon cycle <clears throat> with the Trump administration, and so I would say this is flowing over to Pence as well. Now, I, I say this because it used to be polling was not a rare thing, but you wouldn't have a poll every day. Right. It seems like every day now somebody's got to pull out, and Trump's numbers, one day it's 
48, and then in this Fox poll, it looks like it's down to 40. It could be back up to 48 the next day. Like, who's changing their ping-ponging like that? Something doesn't compute to me. Yeah, and we've talked about this on previous programs, that the poll numbers have been weird. Now, the difference with Fox is this is actually registered voters, so this seems to be somewhat legitimate. Other polls have been, you know, they've been polling, you know, illegal (laughs) aliens, you know. It's like, you know, these people that are about to uh, deport you, do you like them? (laughs) I'm like, okay. So this is this seems to be legitimate, but um, you got to remember the, the you know there wasn't that you know there was an election victory. These were by poll numbers. What they don't say is where and what states these people are being polled out of. But it's probably statistically correct across the thing. So um, I would say this is probably just a, a cycle of the negative news that's been out there in the media and everything that's coming across with a lot of the things that are hitting the national news at this. point. Because they were saying initially that, oh, Pence, he could be the most powerful vice president of all time. Yes. I told people at the time that was laughable. Donald Trump will always be in charge of his Mm -hmm. administration and call all the shots. And I'm sure Pence was shown where his desk was on day one and said, when you're needed, you'll be called. And that's not a slight on the vice president. It's just, hey. It's the Trumpster, man. So it's not like Pence is out there crafting all this policy. And really... He's done a very nice job of uh, being invisible during all the the first five months of the Trump administration. Yeah, I mean he's he's been in all the photos and he's in the background and he always makes the photo ops and so he's around um, and he makes his, his you know he goes and votes when he needs to vote at the Senate and he's at the you know at Capitol Hill when he needs to be there and he's making speeches and he goes to Notre Dame and gets a few students to walk out on him so he's getting equal opportunity like Trump. Let's face it, and again. And I worked for Mike Pence. I worked for his campaign. We ran for governor. Mm-hmm. I served under him as director of State Board of Pharmacy. So I, I like Mike Pence, but what we do on this show is we call it how we see yes. it. what I do over on WIBC, too. So this is not meant to be critical personally of Mike Pence, but Mike Pence, I don't think, really wanted to be governor. I don't think Mike Pence liked, once he got in, the idea of what it actually takes to be governor, which is a lot of really hard work. He likes the idea of going and giving a speech. He likes the idea of going to Notre Dame. He likes the idea of being on TV. He likes the idea of the rhetoric. He's a radio broadcaster. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. It makes sense. But I don't think he really liked being governor because there's a lot of work involved in that. And here, I think he's much more comfortable. Yeah, and this is an interesting thing when you think about, you know, Vice President Mike Pence. And I I say Vice President because here's the thing. Here's a guy that is literally a heartbeat away from the president. And from my predictive analysis, this is the guy that I'm saying will be the president in 2024. And if he follows the pattern, will be president for eight years. But he's in training. He's going to be what 99.9% of the rest of us will never be, and that's president of the United States. He's in training, and he's going through a transformational learning process that's hard, that's learning, that's doing things that none of the rest of us will ever be prepared. And we get to sit here and shoot 
you know, shots across the bow and tell him what he needs to do and what he needs to do and all of this. And he's going to do something that none of the rest of us will ever do. And he's going to probably make it. And yet none of us will ever do it, but we get to armchair quarterback him of something that we're not capable of doing ourselves. Now you're a data person. Yes. So does your predictive analysis show now that I'm over at WIBC that someday I will be the vice president? Is that what your predictive analysis is showing? I I haven't done anything on you, but... I'm scared to do what what you might come. So, well, so it's interesting because you see all these people in the Republican establishment going, "Oh gosh, we'd love for Pence to be the president." Uh, the media, "Oh gosh, we we'd take Pence in a heartbeat." News flash: If they got Pence as president, they would hate him even more than they hate Trump. And if the Republicans are stupid enough to believe that if Trump just goes away, all the drama goes with him. We're in a new era, folks. It's 2017. The media has declared war and has suspended all uh, all phony. It used to be they were fake about we're objective. We're not really, but we're going to at least try to fake. They don't even fake it anymore. And it's not changing with Mike Pence, with Rifra and gay marriage and just in and blah, blah, blah. He is a minefield waiting to happen himself. Yeah, and so probably, and to be to be fair to Mike Pence, Pence is at the place where he's at right now because he's paid the dues. It doesn't necessarily mean, and this is no disrespect to Mike Pence, um, he's earned where he's at and gotten where he's at, and the reason where he's at is because he's paid the dues where he's at. So, but he's not ready to be president. He needs this four to eight years under Trump to prepare him for that next step. Now, the problem is there's a lot of people in Congress right now that are mad as H-E-W-L that he is there and he's being prepped for the next step. You see this in Speaker Ryan when they talked, you know, Ryan was the guy that wanted to run for president in 2020. He slipped and said that. And so he's mad when they're talking about Vice President Pence being president in 2020. Well, Pence is not going to be president in 2020, but he will be in 2024. And so in this aspect, they're mad because they're already seeing that the door is closing over this next you know 16 years that it's going to be before somebody can come up and a lot of them are realizing they're never going to be president as we wind down here i want to ask you this because i think the republican party is going to have a big problem going forward which is guys like me like trump Mm -hmm. not even i'm not even talking about his policy yep we like his demeanor we like his style we like his honesty we like his candor even when he's wrong we just like the fact that hey he's at the he's at the nato photo and he's elbowing people out of the way to get yes. to the front of the photo i like that i like that he's on twitter saying you guys are fake news and you're making up your stories and the, yep. these sources don't exist i like that i don't want to go back to a mike pence and i'm not ripping on mike pence no. I'm saying, i don't want to go back to that i like the guy that says i will stand and fight well, and this is what, you know, if you, so look at, look what Trump said at, at NATO. He said, 23 of you 28 nations are not paying the 2% that's needed to fund NATO. Mike Pence is never saying that. No, he's not saying that. But in eight years after Trump. Uh, after Pence is with Trump, he'll probably move to follow what Trump has done because it's successful. What you have to remember is nobody was a Ronald Reagan fan when Reagan started. After eight years, everybody was a Ronald Reagan fan because he was successful. If Trump is successful after eight years, probably the number one fan and the number one fan person that's going to support this is going to be Pence because he's been there on the front line saying, hey, this worked. And he's 
going to say, hey, I'm the third term of Trump, and so he's probably going to fall into it. He's not going to be elected to a president in 2024 because he's Mike Pence. He's going to be elected because, oh, I'm going to follow all these policies that have been successful under Trump for eight years. And so that's the reason. If Pence ran today on what Pence is today, he would not win. But in eight years, if he follows up of what Trump does as is as successful as what the predictive pattern shows, then he will be. And that's why today Pence would not be successful. He's not ready to govern. But in eight years in a transformational of learning of what he needs to learn, he can be could be my time to shine in eight years. It could be. You could, like you'd make what, a good chief of staff I'd for like, somebody I'd in like the to future. Know what the predictive pattern says. I just, I'm really excited. To know we'll what, do a study. I'm either going to end up as apparently Garrison or Pence. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Scott, great job as always. Thank, Thank you, you. Uh, for joining us. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall. So, have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the 2 for 250 and 2 for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- 231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. 
doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.